What an absolutely beautiful day. What a great day it is. Last night we had a fabulous liturgy. 51 people came into the church. It took two hours and 55 minutes. And I think if you just follow me real quickly, it won't take two, two hours and 55 minutes, maybe an hour and 35 or something like that, okay? The tomb was empty. That's the theme here. The tomb of Jesus was empty. And I love the fact that Peter and John are running. Now, Peter should have known better. He was probably 20 years older than John. There was no way he was going to outrun John. But what happens is John stops. Why did he stop? Because Peter was going to be the first of the disciples, first of the apostles, to be the pope. And therefore, in honor of that, he allowed Peter to enter first into the tomb. Okay? That's a beautiful thought when you think about it. But what did they see in there? They saw the burial cloth. Well, the burial cloth today, most people who have studied it at all would say, I think it's the Shroud of Turin. We had a speaker on the Shroud of Turin just about a month ago. <clears throat> and fabulous, fabulous experience. If you ever get to Turin and you don't go to see the Shroud, even though they only put the real one out for about three months every 10 years, if you have the experience, you'll never forget it. I promise you that much. It is phenomenal. But then the other thing, it said there was a cloth rolled up and laying off to the side. And if you went to the speaker a couple of a month ago, she also talked about the sidarium. And I've talked about the sidarium some because when I walked the Camino last September, we ended up going to see the sidarium because they show it three days a year. And all you see on it is blood and mucus. You don't see an image or anything like you do at the Shroud of Turin. But they're all fabulous, fabulous things that tell us that what was in the scriptures is verified today. 2,000 years later, not much has changed. Jesus Christ is still doing what he's calling us to do, to be people of faith, to be people of life, and to use science and research to support what we know as true, that the, that the temple, or the, that the tomb was empty. Now, it's interesting to me because a number of years ago, I had the privilege of having a mass for a woman on her 100th birthday. She ended up being 102, but on her 100th birthday, I went to her house, all of her children three of whom had been married for over 50 years, were still living. They were all living, they were all in good health, and they came together to celebrate her birthday. And so we had mass, and afterwards she and I were sitting on the sofa having a nice little visit, and she said, I don't know why people have made such a big deal out of this. I said, Clara, you're old. <laughs> she said, what? And I said, you're old, Clara, you're 100 years old. People don't make it to 100, and you have. And I said, we have dirt on our campus that is not 100 years old. <clears throat> so this is a big, big thing. And she looked me straight in the face and she said, Father, I know that most people never make it near to what I have lived. And she said, but in the light of eternity, in the light of eternity, 100 is nothing. 
and I am still working on my eternity. That's what this is all about. The tomb was empty so that we have an eternity. An eternity with a God who loves us and knows us and wants us to be with him forever. Now to show you how miracles work, after my homily at the six, at the seven o'clock, when was the first mass I said? I don't even remember anymore. It's 6.30 today, yesterday, next week it'll be seven, right? Okay, I got it straight. So this guy came after me at the 6.30 mass. He said, I got one question for you. That Clara you were talking about, I said, yeah. I said, was she Clara Jensen? And I said, yeah. He said, from Lafayette, Indiana? I said, yeah. I said, you know her? He said, she's my great-grandmother. And I thought, connections, 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 and God is there. Okay, that's the beauty of our faith, to see God in our daily life and to realize that he's still working on us every single day, no matter how good or bad your day is. Now, I will give you an example of good and bad. Last night, in complete innocence, of course, um, we went out for dinner. Father Richard asked us if we wanted to go out for dinner. We were going to go to Fat Dan's. <clears throat> and so we went. I'd never been there. And um, we w walked in, and we were ordering things. And Father Richard very kindly said to me, would you like a Diet Coke or a Coke or something? And because he asked so nicely, I gave a very nice response back, which I thought was a nice response. I said, no, I don't want any Coke because I might not be able to sleep through your homily. <laughs> and he took it personally. Okay? But tonight, today, well, last night, today, and tomorrow, we are rejoicing. Okay? We are rejoicing because we are redeemed. 2,000 years later, they can take a lot from you, but they can't take God and heaven from you. You can only walk away from him, and that'll never do you any good. And today we acknowledge that the tomb was empty, and our redemption is assured. Fifty-one people joined us last night, reaching out for Jesus Christ and the truth that is found here in the scriptures and in the Eucharist. So as we celebrate this day that the tomb was empty, let us be mindful that God did this for me and you and every single one of us out of his great love.